0: To be rooted in Christ means that we are not afraid. To be rooted in Christ means that we are to love as God loves. To be rooted in Christ means we need to let our light shine amidst the darkness of this world. To be rooted in Christ means we need to take a risk and love others as we have been loved. Most gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have placed us here today together to be reminded of the work that you do in our lives. We pray now that you send your Holy Spirit upon this place, that my words may be your words and the words that are spoken here may resonate in the hearts and minds of these here children, that they may see once again to be rooted in you and your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amidst the darkness, there's no need to be afraid to let our light shine. This in Jesus' name. Amen. Henri Nguyen is one of my favorite authors. Any of you read Henri Nguyen's book? Any A couple, maybe? Okay. Uh, I love his writing. It helps me slow down. I'm always on the go, but his, his writing helps me slow down and focus in on the greatness of our God. He once wrote about the circus. Now, if you know me, I'm not one to generally want to go to the circus. I'm afraid of clowns. Um... But what he wrote about the circus here struck me. And I want to share just some pieces of that with you. And, and, and to help you understand this, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes for a bit. Not the whole message, don't worry. You won't get a big long nap and just a short one. But just close your eyes right now if you want and, and place yourself in the big top. And as you're there in in the big top, you're sitting in those stands, you glance up towards the top of the tent, and what do you see? It's time for the flying trapeze act. These trapeze artists begin to, to fly through the sky. They do somersaults and piggybacks and pullover shoots. They added reverse knee hangs, and one knee hangs, and flexuses. Over and over and over again, they fly. And this is where one's attention is focused, on the flyer. But Nguyen, Henri, changes his focus. While everyone else is focused on, on the person flying through the air, he focuses on the catcher. So keep your eyes closed just for a few more moments, and this time, change your focus. Move it away from the one flying through the air. This time, focus on the catcher. And as you're focusing on the catcher, as these people are flying through the air, ask yourself, would the flyer dare take the risk without the assurance that they would be caught? Would the flyer dare take the risk without the assurance that they would be caught? So, in reality, it's really the catcher who allows the fantastic to happen. Open your eyes. Henri Nguyen, was a quite well-known man, and he had many friends. And some of his friends were those trapeze artists at that circus. So guess what he did? He asked if he could do it. He asked them if he could try. Now, Nguyen is not a young man. He's an elderly man. But he's not afraid to take a risk. So he asks, and he receives permission to try it out. So picture this, this elderly man climbing up that ladder up to the top of the big top. And once he reaches that platform, he's strapped in by the trapeze artist. And yet before they let him go, they say one thing to him. They say, Henri, the flyer must never try to catch the catcher. He must wait he must wait in absolute trust the catcher will catch him but he must wait his job is not to flail around in anxiety if he does that it could kill him his job is to be still and just wait so up there on that platform Waiting is Henri, and then it starts. He lets go, and he begins to fly through the air, and he lets himself go, and he's caught. He's dropped down to the net below him, and he climbs up again, again and again, giggling like a child, doing it, knowing that he was truly safe. Knowing he was truly safe allowed him to take what seemed like a huge risk. After this experience, Henri came down and he said, If we are to take risk to be free in the air, in life, we have to know that there's a catcher. We have to know that when we get down from it all, we're going to be caught. We are going to be safe. The great hero is the least visible. Trust the catcher. Being rooted in Christ means that we trust the catcher. How many of you could do that? How many of you could climb up the ladder to the top of the big top and strap yourself in anybody show of hands We have got about as many hands yeah that's kind of the way it was last time got one for sure I love it it'd be hard for most of us right exciting maybe scary absolutely risky yeah but here's the thing all these words that, that describe being on a flying trapeze guess what they also describe our life as a disciple of Jesus. Rooted in Christ, we're free. We're free from all the chains of sin because Jesus has served our sentence. He, he innocently went to that cross to be nailed for all our sins so that we would not receive the punishment. He willingly stood before the Lord and received our verdict of guilty. Jesus served up our reward when he defeated Satan. Jesus served all this up for you and I so that we can live forever. Right? Being rooted in Christ means knowing that and growing in that truth. But we also have to remember that being rooted in Christ, knowing this love of God, the love that he has for us, doesn't always put us in the most comfortable place where we can live a life free from risk. God's love in Jesus prepares us for a dangerous place where we are able, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to root in and trust the catcher. Our gospel reading today, Matthew chapter 5, that's where we're going to spend most of our time. If you have a Bible or your phone, you want to meet us there, that'd be great. Matthew 5, beginning with verse 14, and we're going to work our way through sixteen. Let you find your way there. And then I'm going to read it for you. Candy just read it a few moments ago. Here's what it says Matthew 5, beginning with verse 14. It says this You are not the light of the world, a town on a hill that can be hidden. People light light a lamp and put it under a bowl. That way it doesn't give light to anyone in the house. In the same way, don't let your light shine before men. Otherwise, they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Daphne, you look confused. It's not what it says, right? That, 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 that's not what the scripture says. But here's the deal. Sad reality in our world today for many Christians, this is how they would be described. Right? For, for some Christians, they play the game on Sunday morning. But the rest of the week, they hate, they slander, they gossip. They play the game on Sunday morning, but, but outside of these four walls, they ignore people that they see in here. I know, my kids have told me. And then, you have those who just stick close to their own. Other Christians and, and, and they're often afraid to let their light shine. But but being rooted in Christ means that others are supposed to know us by our love. Right? That that first scripture reading that candy read, first John four seven, it says this: beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And then he continues on there in verse eight. He says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. We we can't just glance over that verse. It's a very important verse. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. So so that means when I fail to love, when I fail to love someone else, when I fail to love my neighbor, basically I'm saying at that point I don't know God. But being rooted in Christ, I know I could come back to that grace, that forgiveness, that love, that mercy that he has for me through Jesus, right? In verse 11, Beloved, those of you, if you're rooted in Christ, If God so loved us, we also to do what? Love who? Everyone. We are to love one another. But the problem is we like to be comfortable. We do. We're afraid to take a risk because we're afraid of what others are going to think. We're afraid of what others are going to say. But but think about this. If Jesus was here in the flesh right now, we know he's here, but if he was here in the flesh right now, would he be hanging out with just other Christians? Would he be just throwing on a Christian t-shirt and calling it close enough? No. And that's why we have to listen to what Matthew actually says there in chapter 5. Here's Jesus' words, what he actually says. Matthew 5, verse 14. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. That they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The problem is, is that even though we're rooted in Christ, sometimes we are afraid. We are afraid to bring this light into the darkness of our world today. I've heard it said this way. If you're not close to the people who are far from God, you're not as close to God as you think you are. Because God's heart is always with those who are far from him. If you're not close to the people who are far from God, you're not as close to God as you think you are. Because God's heart is always with those who Are Far From. That's exactly why God sent Jesus, right? He sent Jesus to set everyone free, not just our our Christian friends, not just our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, not just the people that we're comfortable around, but he sent Jesus to die for all and to set all people free from sin, the devil, and death. But now Jesus is up there right? He's hanging out. He's going to come back. We, it could be any day. We could see all the trouble happening around in this world. It could be any day, but he hasn't come back yet. But guess what? You and I, we're still here. So with this verse, Jesus is sending you and me, where? Out into the Darkness. He's sending us out into the darkness of those neighborhoods. He says, you are the light of the world. So as you read that, he's talking to who? You. Me, right? You are the light of the world. And and a city set on a hill, it can't be hidden. So this means you, yes. Yes. This means you, you who have come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. You who, by the power of the Holy Spirit, are walking in this faith and growing in this faith. You who are rooted in Christ. You, friend, you are the light of the world. You're free. You're free to carry the light, to carry the good news of Jesus and his love to those still imprisoned in the darkness. Here's the thing about Jesus, right? It was no coincidence that Jesus said it this way. It was no coincidence that God said that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Because light is a universal symbol. Light is a universal symbol for what is beneficial to people. And if Jesus is the light of the world, guess what? He's beneficial to everybody, to people. Right? Jesus is beneficial to everyone. He's the light of the world. So now Jesus here calls on us as his followers, as his disciples, as those of us who are rooted in Christ to fulfill the function of the light. Shine the light. Gospel light for all to see. Now just a city set on a hill cannot be hidden the light of a true disciple cannot be hidden, for the brightness of his light, our light, will shine for the blessing and the salvation of all the world. And then that brings us into verse 15. It says this, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You see what Jesus says here? He says you let your light shine by going and doing good works. Jesus says this, go and do good works. Now it's October within the Lutheran church that reminds us that it's Reformation time. Jesus doesn't say, you're going to earn your way to heaven. That's not what he's saying here. There's no way you're going to earn your way to heaven. It's already been taken care of. But he does say to go and do works. He goes to say, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. How do you do good works for your neighbor unless you love them? How do you love them unless you get to know their story? Do Good works. Shine the light of Christ. Love your neighbors. Talk to them. Get to know who they are. And then help them out. And then people will see the good works that you'll do. And they'll be like, huh, what's this little light that's shining amidst the darkness of this world that's around me? Everywhere else I look, it's dark. Hate, hurt, fighting, wars. But you, there's something different about you. What is it about you that you've taken the time to to get to know me and and you actually want to help me? And you don't want to be paid for it. (laughs) And you can tell them, well, it's because of Jesus. And then, when ready by the power of the Holy Spirit, guess what? God will give them the glory of the Father. The same Father that you worship who is in heaven. As we are are rooted in Christ, we grow in this faith. And then he sends us out as his disciples. Where? Into our vocations. You all have different ones than me. Into our communities, into those new sports arenas as the seasons change from football to basketball or wrestling or ice hockey. All the same goal. Of blessing those that he places around us. So that they can see what God, our Father, and their Father is truly like. Without deeds, so, so words without deeds are like this light under this basket, right? The words we speak in praise of our Heavenly Father, they need the support of our deeds. They just do. Now you could easily say, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I know this, I know that he died for me, and you can go ahead and continue to sit and and live under the bowl, not shine that gospel light of mine, or you know what you can do? You can take next steps. Firmly rooted in Christ, you can go. As individuals, you can go and shine the light of Jesus. Collectively, as a church, you can go and shine the light of Jesus. And when all these lights are shining, a city on a hill, can it be hidden? No. Here's why. Lives are at risk right now. People's eternities are at stake. Because of what Christ has done, we are free to risk our lives so that others may hear and believe and live. So that others may see the light. They may see the light of freedom found only in Christ. I'm not asking you to change hearts, okay? Because you can't. The Holy Spirit will take care of that. But what I am asking you, what I'm challenging you to do is first pray. To to really pray and ask the Lord for courage. Ask the Lord to help you move out of your comfort zone. For you are disciples. You are Jesus' disciples called to be extraordinary husbands and wives, sons and daughters you're called to be remarkable neighbors and employees and students you're called to be powerful loving friends and citizens for you followers of jesus rooted in christ you are called to be the light of the world risky business you bet scary venturing out into the darkness sure. But remember, when you are rooted in Christ, no matter what comes, you can always trust the catcher. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.